Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. On this podcast, you'll hear real topics about real life. They cover everything from married sex to raising kids to loving your spouse so much that you're willing to forgive them for occasionally being the most annoying person in the world. Trey and Lee have raised four boys, been married over 30 years, and somehow still really like each other. And now, live from the metropolis of Childress, Texas, a place so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days. Here are your hosts for the Stronger Marriage Podcast, Trey and Lee Morgan. Hey everybody, glad you joined us today. Welcome, glad you're here. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, last week, Stronger Marriage Podcast, we talked healthy married sex and just blew the top off of listeners. I don't know what it is about the topic of of uh, sex. You throw a podcast out about that and everybody shows up and wants to hear. So we covered lots of topics and uh, Miss Lee did a great job covering a bunch of stuff that uh, uh, she said, ooh, that's a little out of my comfort zone. And, and we had several people that messaged us and said, please tell, tell Lee thank you for being willing to talk about some of this stuff. So we appreciate the feedback we get and uh, on our on our podcast, and we are trying hard to keep our topics relevant and fresh and contemporary. Um, things that people are dealing with, uh, messages that we get a lot about stuff, and so it seems like we're trying to put things that we get a lot of messages about at the top of the podcast list. So today we're going to talk about rebuilding trust. That's right, and and we've talked a little bit about that a long time ago in a podcast, uh, but we're going to kind of go from a different direction today, and we uh, we get this message a lot, how do I trust my spouse again? Uh, most of the time it's from people saying, how can I trust my spouse again, and less from people saying, um, how can I get my spouse to trust me again? Uh, there's a lot of confusion about trust in marriage what is expected, all that kind of stuff. Um, why is trust so important, you think? Man, it's just the foundation of your marriage. And I think we take it for granted, honestly, because, you know, if you have it, it's just so very important. And if you lose it, it is really hard, really hard to get back. Yeah, and, and it really is. It's uh, If you've got trust in your marriage relationship right now, you you got to do everything you can to protect it. Yeah. Be very cautious. You got to you do everything you can to protect it because once it's gone, it it takes years to lit to literally rebuild. <laughs> it's not impossible. Nothing nope. nothing is impossible, but it it takes a lot of hard work. Yeah. And and we have a lot of folks that uh, and I hope you're listening. If we've got folks that maybe you've been on the side of you're the one that has broke trust. Um, we have a lot of folks that just go, hey, my spouse should forgive me and we should move on. And and honestly, depending on what kind of trust it is, it doesn't work that way. You you can't just have your spouse flip a switch and go, okay, we're going to pretend like this didn't happen and we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about some of those things today as we go. That's really, really important. Trust and love go hand in hand. You're, gonna, you're going to uh, love someone. You're going to trust someone. And when that... Uh, foundation is cracked, 
there's a lot of questions. Does this person love me? And so uh, trust is consistence, uh, consist consistent in reassurance of your relationship. Meaning, if I if I trust you uh, or if you trust me, uh, we're reassured every day that hey, we're good, we are strong. But once that trust is gone, that is really a hard thing to 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 get back. And there are just certain things you do to. We're going to talk about some things you don't do, but what are some things that you can do to keep that trust healthy in there? Um, be transparent all the time. Uh, be open and honest. We've talked about that. Uh, if your spouse ever has any questions about you know, where you are, who you're with, what's on your schedule, uh, you tell them. You don't feel like you know, they're being nosy and that's your business. Um, you're one. And so you, you should never be offended if your spouse is asking you, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? What is, what is transparent when we're talking being transparent? Uh, now, we, we believe we should be transparent. In our relationship, we try to be transparent in every area. Um, everything we do, we, we don't keep secrets. It doesn't right. mean we just come home and go, hey, let me tell you the latest gossip. That's not what we're talking about. Right. But we don't keep secrets from one another. Um, we, we try to be as transparent as possible. And if you ask questions, you expect an answer. Um, I don't think I have ever said, and I don't think you have ever said, that's none of your business. Mm -hmm. um, because we, we feel like that's how God created marriage. Adam and Eve were totally naked with one another, not just without clothes, but they were naked in their relationship, meaning they were hiding nothing from one another. And marriages work best with that transparency and that openness. Uh, yeah. in there. Complete honesty. Yeah. You know, I read something this morning. I thought it was interesting. Someone said that um, when you when trust is lost in a relationship, um, and, and, and they were talking about from like a, an extramarital affair, when trust is lost, it's like a death in the family, that uh, it, there's just a grieving process. It is a long recovery. You know, nobody ever tells uh, somebody that's lost someone, you know, uh, you know, it's been a day since you've lost someone or close to you, hey, you should be over this by now. Um, it is a long grieving process and rebuilding process to get yourself emotionally back to where you're supposed to be. And uh, losing trust in a marriage is a lot like recovering from a death. And if you've ever had somebody that's passed away close to you, that's just not something you get over quickly. Uh, and even once you do, there's still hurts and things that you you that come back up that over time. Yeah, things that can trigger you know certain thoughts or feelings. Um, yeah, it, it's just a long process. It's a hard one, and there is grieving and mourning involved in it for yeah. sure. We'd also like to throw out. Um, we we think if there has been trust broken in a in a marriage and in a relationship, that doesn't mean that. Uh, a marriage has to end. Uh, we are pro-marriage and, and we know some really good marriages that trust has been broken in a relationship, whether that was from um, dishonesty, uh, an emotional affair that we'll talk about in a minute, or a physical affair that we'll talk about in a minute, but, but you can still fix that and over time uh, you can be better than you ever was. And so just because something terrible has happened does not mean that you can't recover from that. It just doesn't automatically mean, hey, we've we got we to gotta check out on one another. Um, if you're willing to work on it, both of you, some good things can, can happen. Um, so some ways in which trust
trust can be lost in a relationship. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Uh, anger, rage. You know, uh, let's stop right there yeah. real quick because I had we had a, a somebody that messaged us last week and said that uh, I just have a hard time trusting my husband uh, because he just flies off the handle. He, he's like walking on eggshells around him, and and he says mean, unkind things in, in literally rage, screaming and throwing things, and then doesn't understand the next day after he's apologized, why why am I not why are you not attracted to me? You know, you can't you can't be verbally abusive and emotionally abusive like that and then wonder why your spouse doesn't want you sexually. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because that trust is broken when you're when you are um, just anger and that rage in your relationship and that's not healthy. Yeah, and, and broken trust dissolves intimacy. Uh, you know, instantly. So and and a person that's in a situation like that, you know, they may be wondering every time, well, when is the rage gonna turn physical? You know, it maybe it's just emotional or or whatever right now, but I'm sure there's always that fear of, you know, emotional abuse. Yeah. Uh, dishonesty, we talked about that. Lies. Um, you may think little, small, you may call it white lies, but any lies are going to crack away at the foundation of trust in your marriage. If your spouse is going, hey, I caught him in a, or I caught her in a lie the other day, uh, if she's lying about that, what else can she be lying about? Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? And so that, you, you got to be trustworthy in the words you say. Uh, whatever it is that you're talking about, you know, whether it's the avoid trouble, you know, I don't want to tell you because I don't want you to get mad at me, or um, the, hey, I bought this tool and didn't tell you about it. You you just be honest in, in every form and fashion. Uh, unethical activities, drug, alcohol abuse, and then uh, either emotional or sexual infidelity uh, or affairs are both. Tell me a little bit about the difference between, some folks may not understand the difference between emotional affairs and physical affairs. Well, there's a lot of people that build friendships of the opposite sex and really become attached emotionally. Uh, They may not cross any boundaries, you know, physically, but um, emotional affairs are just as damaging when you know that your spouse has become really close, uh, you know, to somebody of the opposite sex, and and you're wanting that to only occur in your relationship, and you know that kind of relationship shouldn't be shared with somebody of the opposite sex. So as we talk about in our book, we specifically say if you're deleting text messages, or if you're locking your spouse out of your phone because you are not wanting them to see things you're doing uh, and talking about with someone of the opposite sex that you're working with. Um, then, then you're not headed toward cheating. You're already emotionally there, right? Because you've made a connection that you're hiding things from your spouse. And we we meet a lot of people that uh, their their spouse has had an emotional affair, and and they're trying to work through that and get over that. So be cautious about friendships of the opposite sex. We're not saying don't have friends of the opposite sex. Be cautious about it. Uh, one of the best warning signs of Friendships of the opposite sex would probably be if your spouse is worried about that or concerned about that. If your spouse ever approaches you and goes, I am a little concerned about this friendship that you have or that you're constantly texting so-and-so, uh, if they're concerned about it, you should be concerned about it because uh, the number one phrase 
all extramarital affairs start with is yeah, but we're, we're just friends we're just friends you know you're making a big deal out of this and it may you well it always starts that always way. it's always always and, starts and you may just as be just friends. friends and uh you know you you start developing feelings for somebody and it just leads somewhere that you never intended for it to go but that's why you have to be super cautious about your friendships with the opposite sex. Yeah, so let's talk about some things. We've got several we've listed of things that uh, you can do to help rebuild trust in your relationship. Maybe maybe there's been some cracks in your relationship, your marriage, or maybe it's just gone and blown, and you're trying to figure out what can I do to fix this? How can I trust my spouse again? Or how can I get my spouse to trust me? And so uh, I'll start with the first one, which is just come clean and shoot straight. Uh, no more lies. You can't if, if there has, and we're going we're gonna to kind of approach this from a, uh, an emotional uh, relationship that somebody's had or a physical relationship that somebody's had, and so we're kind of talking about that from here uh, and here on, but you, you've probably been dishonest, and, and when you cannot be dishonest anymore. It, you just can't because your spouse, um, if you're saying you got to trust me again and they're still catching you in lies, uh, that, that just doesn't work. You're, you're just saying, hey, uh, I am still not being honest. And so uh, you've got to come clean, you've got to shoot straight, and, and you've got to, I mean, no more lies, no more dishonesty. You shoot straight with whatever it is uh, when it comes to trust because every time you tell another lie, you're taking two steps forward after you've taken one step uh, two steps backwards once mm -hmm. you've taken a step forward. Yeah, you're not giving your spouse any reason to trust you whatsoever if you're telling lies to try to cover things. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't, can't happen. It'll never be restored if you're still lying. Yes. Um, another one is to take complete responsibility for breaking the trust. Uh, don't blame your spouse. You know, you may not have had a perfect marriage. There may have been problems in the marriage, but you cannot blame your spouse because you ultimately were the the one that made the decision to break the trust. Yeah, and, 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 and cheating is not an accident. Nobody accidentally cheats. It's a choice that was made, and you can't blame. You can't come along and go, but I wouldn't have done this if. Um, there is never, ever, ever a reason in, uh, there is never a reason in marriage for cheating, no matter what. That's exactly right. Um, if cheating has happened and trust has been broken, then you need to completely end things with the other person. Completely. Um, meaning you can't work with that person, you can't text that person, you can't call that person, um, you can't be at a place where that person is at, you can't rebuild trust as long as that person is still in your life. That's got to end. That's exactly right. And if, I mean, if you live in a really small town, you might even have to move and your I mean, marriage it, it, is more important your marriage than, is worth yeah. it if you have to pick up and move to a different place swallow your pride and yeah. and uh put your marriage before everything else and sometimes that requires i'm going to take another shift at work you know maybe i need to start working the night shift or the day shift or i'm going to start working here or i may have to change a job mm -hmm. if it's a co-worker but whatever you do you cannot you cannot not completely cut things off or end things with the other person that's right um, you've also got to be remorseful and apologetic. I mean, you, you've really got to mean it. Yeah. Say you're sorry, mean it, be remorseful. Uh, listen with empathy, meaning when your spouse wants to talk, 
you be willing to listen. Uh, be willing to, to, to say what is it that you want to talk about. Not, oh, you're bringing this back up? You know, why are we talking about this again? Uh, you listen and you be patient with your spouse as they try to recover from this. Right. Um, you also need to ask for forgiveness. That's pretty common. You'd yeah. think that would be pretty and, well known. And they may not be able to immediately forgive you, and you need to be okay with that. Uh, but but you need to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And I would like to think that forgiveness could come could come much easier and much quicker than, than trust. Meaning yes. your spouse can go, I'm going to forgive you, but I don't trust you. And you got to understand there is, there is a big difference between those things. Forgiveness can come quickly, but trust rebuilding may take years. And so you be patient. You don't come to your spouse and go, honey, you said you forgave me. Why are you still holding this against me? You give them time to heal. And that, that is important. You be transparent. Right. One of the best things you can do is be transparent in everything. And so uh, basically what you need to do is let your spouse know where you are, what you're doing. Uh, if you've hidden stuff and if you've had a relationship with someone you're not married to, then you've hidden stuff and you've, um, you've been dishonest. And from here on out, you need to be transparent in the sense of uh, don't hide things. You tell them where you are and, and you, you be where you say you're going to be. Uh, you regularly check in, I'm, I'm here or I'm stopping by the store or whatever it is. Uh, you don't want to say, I'm going to stop by the store and then later them find out you were somewhere else. That doesn't work that way. You're, you're trying to rebuild trust. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, you need, when your spouse texts you or calls you, you try hard to immediately answer or reply as soon as you can because if they've been hurt and trust is gone, the first thing they are going to think is, what are they doing? Yeah. and Why are they not answering? You know, and just because you told them where you're going to be doesn't mean that they're going to trust that you're where you say you are. Uh, we've, we've heard people say you, you need to go as far as uh, having those trackers like the little on your oh, phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we have that where, on our I mean, phone. Yeah, you, just can, kinda, you can see where yeah. I am and I can see where you are. But, I mean, that's a that's not a breach of privacy. No. That is, I mean, for me right now, I feel like it's it's kind of a safety thing for him, for Trey to be able to know where I am at all times. Uh, but if trust has been broken, nothing wrong. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong to, to for your, your spouse. spouse to be able to yeah. see exactly where you are at any given time of the day. Yeah. I, it's... Besides that, it's kind of helpful. I don't have to go, hey, where are you at? I can just look and go, ah, oh, she's at Walmart. Okay, so that makes it easy. Yeah, and it yeah, it, it would actually probably help build the trust quicker if you would allow that to happen. If your spouse has questions, you need to answer them. Don't, don't withhold information. Now, let me also throw this out there. You don't have to know all the details if you don't want to because that's going to hurt. But if, if your spouse wants to ask questions, you answer those questions. You might let them know up front. You may not like the answer you're going to get, but you don't hide things from your spouse. Whatever it is that your spouse wants to know, you shoot straight with them. Um, you also can't just say, let's start over. We kind of talked about this a while ago um, because it doesn't solve any of the problems. You can't say, hey, just flip the switch and get over it. Um, it, it doesn't work that way. It's going to take a long time. And if there is any, if there is any one point that we want you to catch more than anything else, especially if you're the person that's broke the trust, 
this should be in all caps, and, and, and we may throw this on there uh, on, on the notes on this podcast today. You be patient with your spouse as they heal. If they, has, if they have given you a second chance, you be patient with your spouse. You do not throw things up in their face along the lines of, why can't you ever get over this, or are you ever going to forgive me? If you've been the unfaithful one to your spouse, you absolutely cannot, listen to me, dictate how long it will take them to heal. But you can help them in the process by being an open book for them from here on out. So it is not your place to decide how long that it's going to take them to get over this. Hope that makes sense. Give me a couple more, Ms. Morgan. Uh, be around and be available to your spouse. Okay. Um, yeah. After trust has been broken, I would say you might need to spend a little more time together than you did before. Make your spouse feel like they are number one again because they don't feel that way. Uh, somebody else has been. And you might refresh your marriage. Uh, most of the time, if there has been a, an, an, an emotional or a physical affair, you don't just go, okay, we'll, we'll do better. There, there's been some serious, serious emotional damage done. And, if, and you would go to a doctor for something like that. And so you might want to do something to refresh your marriage. Some counseling would be amazing. Uh, attend a retreat, a marriage weekend workshop, something. But don't just sit back and go, ah, we'll be fine. No need to worry about this anymore. Uh, that's the main thing. Yeah. I, I would think counseling would almost be a must. For, Essential. Yeah, for both parties. Yeah. So, and then, and then the last one is, is never cheat again. I mean, that's, that's pretty much a given. Yeah. Um, if you got a second chance, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, not too many folks will ever get a third, so don't blow it. And that's, uh, that is important to understand. These are some things that we, we get questions about all the time, just dealing with how to deal, how to handle broken trust and rebuild trust. So we hope that you find this helpful couple of things coming up that we want to throw out at you just very briefly. Uh, Lubbock Workshop, we're excited about that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it is full. It filled up fast. Um, there is a waiting list, but we will be back in the Lubbock area twice later this year, both in Andrews, Texas, which is south of Lubbock about an hour, and in Amarillo, Texas, which is north of Lubbock uh, about an hour and a half or so uh, later this year. So if you didn't get into Lubbock, it'll happen. The Arkansas workshop has been canceled, but we are going to be back in Georgia. So if you're wondering where our workshops are and what's going on, make sure that you uh, check out our website, StrongerMarriageWorkshops.com. Uh, also, a lot of the stuff that we talked about right here is in our book, um, 10 Ways to a Stronger Marriage. And so if we've touched on some stuff that you go, I really want more of that, or I'd really like my spouse to read it, with me, then uh, pick that up, read that together, and I think that it will bless you. I think it will be a good thing. Uh, I have one more thing, Miss Morgan. Uh, do you got anything else you want to add? No, what you got? All right, I wanted to read you a couple of things. That we, we always love good positive feedback. We get good positive feedback all the time that we really appreciate from people. Uh, but uh, we had a couple of comments this week. Uh, from folks who are, are, are reading our book. Uh, one of them made the comment and said, we recently started 10 Ways to a Stronger Marriage by Trey and Lee Morgan. Um, this week we are digging in and covering lots of ground. 
They said, we have laughed many times because we can identify with their stories. We've had moments where the Lord has encouraged us, moments of Him speaking uh, to show us where we need to make correction. This is a good practical counsel that will bless your marriage. And I appreciate the kind words there. Uh, we had uh, another one that said, we just finished reading your book. We read a chapter together every night and loved it. And then we love uh, one more that we got just today that said, we love your book. We are reading it a second time. It is our nighttime ritual to read a chapter together every night before bed. And uh, man, talk about a great <laughs> way to bless your marriage. A second time. That's pretty awesome considering it, it's... Uh only been out for what eight nine months yeah so we got folks reading it through twice which is that's pretty, pretty great. awesome well so, it's an easy read it is and when you find something that blesses your marriage use it um that is just an awesome awesome thing and so uh don't be like the the guy we heard this week and i'm not picking on guys uh, i'm a guy uh, i like you know he said what can i do to better my marriage and he wasn't anywhere near retreats no nowhere workshops um, I told him, I said, listen to the podcast if possible. And he said, I'll see if I can do that. And then I encouraged him to read the book. And his words were, I don't really like to read much. <laughs> and, and I said, but, but would it not be worth it to improve your marriage, to, to bless your marriage, to read it with your wife? Yeah, but I'm just not into that kind of thing. And I, I, I wanted to just kind of, you know, I couldn't reach through the phone and, and choke him, mm -hmm. but I just kind of wanted to go, dude, whatever it takes to bless your marriage you do that there there's just nothing more important at the end of your life it was about relationships at the end of your life it is not about your degrees it's not about how many jobs you had it is not about stuff at the end of your life it was about relationships That's right. don't back burner your marriage and relationships yeah and and we've said it before healthy marriages uh, make healthy families and healthy communities and it just, it snowballs. Yeah, that's so. exactly right. Thank you, Ms. Morgan. Thanks for hanging out with us today. And you have, uh, everybody listening, a great day. And we appreciate you joining us and hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Next week's, next week's topic is don't act single in, cup in public. And I'm excited about that. That's going to be fun. See you guys. Right,